Welcome to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk AM 1150. Beautiful day here in Seattle, foggy Seattle. <laughs> That's right. A lovely day to take your dog for a walk. Perfect conditions for taking the dog for a walk. Because yeah. if you can't see in front of you, the dog can guide you. Exactly. With their nose. They can. They smell where they're going. Which we talked about in last week in my interview with Dr. Donna Kelleher. We share an experience of being led home by our dogs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, so I'm not recommending you go out and get lost necessarily, but if you do, hopefully your dog knows the way home. No, it is always a nice day to take your dog for a walk. Mm -hmm. I would say really the only time it's not is if it's like so hot out that really then on those days you should go early in the morning or late at night. Otherwise though, rain, most dogs don't really care about it, or at least they get over it once they're out and about. So They're like the post office. Neither rain nor sleet nor snow. That's right. They all want to walk regardless. Dogs are like the post office. In that one, <laughs> one respect right there. Thank you, Eric, for, that, for your infinite wisdom. <laughs> that could be a bumper sticker. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Well, um, we have a great show. Randy Astrom, who's one of the owners of the Natural Pet Pantry... One of our partners, the only partner that we have that's been with us since the very beginning of the show, five almost five years now. Wow. Well, in February. Um, so happy to have you here to talk about Natural Pet Pantry, what's going on over there, and also just about the pet food industry in general. I know a topic that we both share a passion for and... Um, talk about all the time off the air together. So there's a lot going on in the industry. I had um, a great question on our Facebook fan page about the acquisition of Natural Balance by Del Monte Foods. And somebody asked um, for some details about that. And that opened up a can of worms. No pun intended. Or as we're talking about pet food. Can of corn. Yeah. Well, since oh. it's Del Monte. Yeah. Well, and it's pet food. Or can of tomatoes, I guess, is what they mean. Mainly do. Unfortunately, it is a can of wheat and corn and ah. byproducts and artificial preservatives. But we'll get to that. Um, Dr. Kelleher's seminar, uh, I interviewed her last week, and I've been announcing her seminar for the past several weeks. She's the author of The Proof is in the Poodle, a great book. Uh, it's full now, yes? Yes, okay. it is full. So, but I recommend that you get on a list and uh, if you are too late in signing up for the seminar, it's this Saturday um, from 9 to noon at Seattle Veterinary Specialist in Kirkland. It is full um, and people are still wanting to come, but it seems like she could maybe do another one sometime. So, yeah, I recommend calling the store at 206-248-1079 and we are actually taking names for the next seminar, and if there's a cancellation, you know, at least we'll have a name and a phone number, and mm -hmm. there's always that possibility. And when you say call the store, you, of course, mean... Oh, I'm sorry. The Natural, Natural Pet, Pet Pantry, Pantry Store, store yes. in Burien, which you have. You do have a storefront in addition to having your products in fine retailers across western Washington and your home delivery. Correct. So... Um, 
Now, I I also have, if you are not, if you're listening and you're not a fan of our Facebook page, go and do that right now because we've been having some great conversations on our Facebook fan page. Um, And I had a, when I was posting about our chat today, Randy, I had one of my clients post a comment beneath that about their experience with Natural Pet Pantry and uh, gave a really great testimonial uh, about the difference that it's made for their dog. Uh, sort of middle-aged or older, dachshund mix, some really adorable little black dog with like wiry hair, but definitely dachshund in there. And and the dog was overweight and, and um, eating a, like a higher quality kibble, and, and they switched over to Natural Pet Pantry, and they say that the difference is incredible. It is, I, it really is. And I hear that all the time. Thank you. Which is so so awesome um, to have, well first to just that you exist and to have you as a resource for the community so that as I'm meeting with my clients in my training business, um, I'm always talking about food, always asking them what they feed, telling them this is what I recommend, first choice there's no one else at, that shares that position. And it's because it really is the best. And you have both raw and cooked. So there are options for people who um, aren't comfortable with raw food or maybe have a, a senior dog that needs cooked food or whatever. Um, so I want to talk about those today, Your all of your different products, and um, just kind of what makes you special from even the other the other raw foods and cooked foods that are out there. You mentioned one of the brands um, off the air before the show. And and I'd like to hear from you what makes Natural Pet Pantry special and why should people choose Natural Pet Pantry and really go out of their way to feed Natural Pet Pantry over other foods that are either made somewhere else in the country or even locally. Yeah, my pleasure. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> And um, because I know and, you know, one of the important things, too, and, you know, I'm always talking to people about kibble because most people feed kibble, dry food, and sometimes they mix canned food in with it. And um, that's most of the time what I encounter when I go to a lesson, meet with people, what do you feed? Usually it's a higher quality brand of kibble from like a store like All the Best or one of the local pet stores that carries higher quality foods. And then I still do. I actually kind of get excited sort of in a weird way when they're feeding something really nasty because then it's like, oh, definitely, they're definitely getting off of this one because I can show them by showing them the ingredients, how terrible this food is. Not in a way to make them feel bad, in a way to educate them, of course. And then also the difference. I mean, especially I think when you're going from like, one of those grocery store brands or lower quality brands, it's it's even more shocking to them, the difference in the dog, things that they wouldn't even expect. The bright, the eyes are clearer, the eyes are brighter, the, you know, the coat is shinier, all that stuff. I've had people tell me the dogs are sleeping better at night, you know, things that you wouldn't necessarily predict that food and certainly behavior. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I talk about food so much not just because I know how important it is, but as I'm working with training and behavioral problems, if I have a dog that's agitated or, you know, having aggressive uh, aggression issues or anxiety issues and they're eating some highly processed food, that's definitely contributing to it. 
And I have seen, actually switching a dog from Purina Beneful, it was a fox terrier, wire fox terrier, older female, who had had aggression problems. And I did my initial session. She switched from that food to natural pet pantry, and within and then two weeks later, training started. So we hadn't started any training yet. And when training started, she said that the aggression was less. It wasn't gone, but it was definitely like noticeably less intense just from switching the food. Right. They're more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, and I know I get now that I'm especially since I've really generally cleaned up what I eat. I've always kind of eaten well as far as quality goes. But I can really tell now. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or I know she rolls her eyes. Um, but well, I am older than I was 15 okay, years ago, I'll right? Go with that. Um. So, or I don't know. I can really feel the difference myself if I eat something that's that I wouldn't usually eat that I know has you know I don't who knows probably has scary stuff in it. Just as human food is concerned, I can feel the difference. It can make me moody. I can I oftentimes feel really, really hungry the next day and I want more of what I ate of the crap. It's weird. Right. And you feel bloated. Totally. Which, which is sucks. What most dogs are in a constant state of is bloat. Yeah. I mean, the thing, you know, I talk about it oh so two hundred and forty two shows now, I think this is two forty two. And um this is one of the most common topics of all the, and I've talked about a lot of different things, which I've, which has been amazing. You can go back to all of our episodes listed on our website, dogradioshow.com, and see all of the interviews that I've done with all sorts of different people about all sorts of different topics, all about dogs. Um, food is probably the number one topic, I would say, if you looked at you know, pertaining to what category it's, it's nutrition, pet food industry, that conversation, because it's so important. And so I was telling Dr. Kelleher last week, I feel like I'm trying to stop a freight train. You you are. And that's what she, it's exactly what she said. You are. I think she said, so do I, or something like that. And it's just, you know, every, every day or every week at at least every week I'm meeting people who's have dogs who are on prescription diets and, um, you know, on medications and then getting medications to treat the side effects from the first medication. And, and that can go on, you know, over and over and over again. And it's like, Oh, this industry is just so huge and there's so much money in it. And, you know, part of why I'm doing this and I know why you do what you do to really bring awareness and the good news is is that people really are getting smarter about this because there's more press about the recalls there's a lawsuit that we're going to talk about um, right now that's really good news for pet owners and people are actually suing uh, one of the companies that made a jerky treat chicken jerky treat a lot of you've probably heard about some the jerky treat recalls that have been going on and the pets who have died as a result of it, and there's actually a lawsuit going on now, which is great, um, that people are really rising up ab- around this for their pets. Oh, they are. And I think we don't think about what people driving through to grab a cup of coffee, having them give our dog a treat, 
we don't even think about that if they're going to a large, a big box store. So I now carry my own treats in my glove compartment mm-hmm. because I want to know what the ingredients are. Yeah. I um, was going through the transfer station and they handed me a biscuit. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> and just tossed it in because, you know, it's not, you know, who knows? And it's just so sweet for the businesses to do that, you know, to hand out a dog treat. But I'm like, you know, this probably has meat and bone meal in it. And that doesn't specify what kind of meat for a reason. Like, that's scary stuff. It is. I don't want to feed that to my pet. So, oh, thank you. And then I'm like, whoop, just toss it right in the dump. I'm glad I'm already here. Okay. So lots of uh, specific things we're going to talk about when we come back. The... um Lawsuit that I mentioned, some uh, preservatives. Randy brought up uh, preservative that's really common in food that's really nasty. Um, aflatoxins. The um, uh, One of the questions on our Facebook page was, um, what do I think about the purchase of Natural Balance by Del Monte Foods? Well, that brings up a lot, so I'll talk about that too. So lots to get into, all pet food related. We're here with... Randy Astrom, one of the owners of the Natural Pet Pantry, one of our proud partners. You can find them online at naturalpetpantry.com and be sure to find them on Facebook as well. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to New Pro Supplements, we cover the world of animals. This week, October 20th, it's a Kevin and Kim Sunday. Kevin McDonald and Kim Miller Medium and Animal Intuitive will host the show for me. They'll start with an interview with Jude and Paul Potton from Whispering Dragon. Then they'll have open phone lines so Kim can help you connect with your animal or human loved ones on this side or the other. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. and visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. 
When your dog or cat is sick, you go to the vet. But sometimes they need more advanced care with a veterinary specialist. Hi, I'm Dr. Beth Davidow with Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services. Veterinary specialists receive more than 10,000 hours of extra training in dedicated fields like radiology, surgery, cardiology, oncology, and more. If your pet is facing a complicated health issue, it may be best to see a specialist. Talk to your veterinarian about the appropriate time for referral. To learn more about access and our specialists, visit criticalcarevets.com. Like what you hear? Be sure and support the sponsors who support your favorite programs on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150 and we are back with Randy Astrom of Natural Pet Pantry. Welcome back. Thank you. So, Randy. Randy and I I just so I just love the partnership because we're not just par- you're not just partners on the show, but we're like partners in the industry. I mean, we work together on other stuff and I just really enjoy that. And you know, like Dr. Kelleher's seminar that you and Rolf have put together and really made happen is really awesome. Um, And then, you know, all sorts of stuff over the past few years. And so it's nice to have you actually in the booth, back in the booth. You've been here before. And um, there's kind of a lot of stuff going on currently in the pet food industry. And I know you have a lot to say about chicken jerky treats. Oh, yeah. Um, But there is a... um, I got an article that uh, last year it says lawsuits against toxic treat manufacturers move forward. Last year in Pittsburgh, pet owner Lisa Mazur filed a federal class action lawsuit against Del Monte, producer of Milo's Kitchen Jerky Chicken Jerky Treats, made in China. Mazur's healthy seven-year-old dog suffered kidney failure and had to be euthanized after eating the jerky treats occasionally for about a month. Mazur claims that despite an FDA warning about the treats, Del Monte did not initiate a recall or put warnings on the packages. According to her complaint, defendants intentionally concealed known facts concerning the safety of their dog treats in order to increase or maintain sales. And that happens, I mean, that's That's how the pet food industry runs, is intentionally concealing known facts concerning the safety of the food, of the pet food, in order to increase or maintain sales. So she's seeking punitive damages for common law fraud, unjust enrichment, negligence, product liability, unfair trade, breach of warranty, failure to warn, and defective manufacture or design. So the... um, Victory here in this article is that in September, um, Del Monte and Milo's Kitchen filed to dismiss the complaint. And actually that um, the judge ruled that a defect, in fact, does exist and that the lawsuit is moving forward. So the judge uh, wrote that Mazur's claims appear sufficient to permit the inference that a defect exists in Milo's kitchen jerky treats and that the defect is most likely is the most likely explanation for the illness suffered by her dog 
and um, just by eliminating other reasonable causes. So, you know, it's moving forward and that's a big victory because I think really that's what it's going to take these types of things. Um, And the other thing about lawsuits is that they draw press as we're talking about it now, um, for example. So it really helps to bring awareness to like, hey, this is when you see those jerky treats in a tin or plastic thing bag or um, bucket or whatever that are on sale. I mean, these this woman's dog died as a result. And there's a long list of people who unfortunately have had that experience. And if it's not jerky treats, it's happened with food. I mean, this has happened for years and years and years now. You can go onto the FDA website and see the list of all of the foods that have been recalled. Um, so it's, you know, and you had a sort of a beef with um, Costco because of their chicken and jerky treats that are made in China that they're not pulling off the shelves. And I mean, it's just like, what is it going to take for these companies to realize that these are dangerous and that they shouldn't sell them? Yeah, you know, we had to pull our jerky treats out of the store, not because they weren't wonderful jerky treats, but when you see a six ounce bag of a jerky treat and it's $18, let's say at retail, and then you're looking at a bag of the China jerky treat that might be eight ounces for $5.99. Yeah. Well, our six ounce bag is three and a half pounds of chicken breast. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask yourself, if you're getting, and maybe those bags from the China companies are a pound, what, what is it? What, what's in that food? It's, it's non-food. It's, it's dangerous. It's what they toss aside. Mm-hmm. And it's not for human consumption, where you can open a bag of our treats, and actually, actually we do eat them. They're great. Um, and so we do our own jerky treats, and they're available in Burien, and then some of our other jerky treats are available in other retail stores. But people don't understand that. They're shopping price. Mm -hmm. And for the ones that do understand it, I wish they would go up to the counter at the store that they like to shop at and ask them, why are you carrying these products? Mm -hmm. At least inform people that they're dangerous. If you want them on your shelves, I think it's their responsibility to let people know that they've been recalled numerous times. Yeah. And if they did that, then it would be hard for them, I think, to carry them at all because they would be admitting, hey, these are dangerous, but we're going to offer them to you anyway. You make the choice as opposed to being like, no, we're not going to I'm not going to sell something that's going to be potentially harmful to someone's pet. Well, I don't understand why people can't just do the right thing. Yeah, well. So is the way of the world and a lot of different things, right? Yeah. It's big money. And, um, you know, it's the same thing with pet food. So I had a, um, okay, so this lawsuit's awesome. Jerky treats, that's been going on for several years now, this whole jerky treat thing. And I remember when I interviewed Susan Thixton of truthaboutpetfood.com, like last year sometime, about fish and how fish is processed and how all fish, no matter where it's caught, is sent to China for processing, and how there was this one um, manufacturer or distributor or whatever whatever level they are that was actually adding a specific chemical to the fish to make it retain water so that when it was weighed, it was heavier so that they would, you know, so it was like, oh, well, this is 
two pounds of fish, but actually like a half a pound of that was water. And it, and it turns out that the ke- whatever the chemical was, I don't remember what it was, is toxic, shocking. Mm. I mean, it's just like nuts, This what they're doing over there, let alone what they're doing over here, um, is so unethical. And it's killing animals, it making is. them sick and killing them. Even when we, uh, let's say a 40-pound box of turkey necks comes into us, it comes into us frozen. So we assume it's 40 pounds. And this is when we were first in the business. And Rolf, my husband and business partner, um, once the ice melted, it no longer weighed 40 pounds. Yeah. So he said, well, wait, we're paying for 40 pounds, but it doesn't weigh 40 pounds. You know, we could lose 10%. Yeah. It's water. Yeah. But that's how it's done. Yeah. And you don't, and that's one of the things, you know, your food is not watery. Your raw foods and your, you know, when it's thawed out, it, you don't end up with a big pool of water in it like I've seen in other brands. No, we dry it. Yeah. We dry all the food. So um, I think that one of the biggest things about why, why if you're already keen on raw food or cooked food or, you know, non-processed food, why, if you live in the area in Western Washington, why would you choose Natural Pet Pantry over another brand that's maybe made somewhere else in the country or not, is really that you you guys are so fierce about the quality and about really giving the consumer the the highest quality possible. The consumer, human consumer, and the, the pet dog or cat who's eating the food as well. And that's like one thing, like you you process your food in a way so that people aren't paying you for water. Oh, absolutely not. I'm it's I think I would encourage people to give us a call or stop in and actually see what we do and the amount of labor. We're an FDA facility. All of our food is human grade. Um, It's really, really important that you're able to see what you're buying. I. It's kind of like broccoli. Um, with broccoli, you get broccoli. They're not preserving it, hopefully, at this point, to put it on the shelf. So our food doesn't contain preservatives. Yeah. But it is frozen at minus 30 degrees with air around it. Mm-hmm. And there, the process of what we do and how we do it is incredible. Mm. It's, it's incredible. And our ingredients are, are so limited we use no fillers. We do single source proteins. And I don't have a label here, but I think that we have probably less than eight ingredients. Yeah. And I think for me, the, one of the biggest things is the trust factor. I mean, like what we've been talking about with how sketchy these companies are, these big name, especially big name companies, they're doing all sorts of crazy stuff behind the scenes just to make money. And there's no regard for the impact that it's having on animals' health and the people who are now grieving the loss of the pets who have died as a result of this. And it's just insane. And like you said before the show, it's like, I don't know how these people sleep at night. I don't because, well, for us, we also have a store, even though we're in retail stores. We get to see. We get to see people come in and thank us and hug us. Mm -hmm. And they didn't realize that... It all started with nutrition, and Dr. Kelleher said something that really has affected me, and she says, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, 
it's not exactly <laughs> word for word what Donna said, but something like this. If you want to harvest your garden in the summer, you need to plan for it in the spring. And so we want to come from a place of wellness. Mm-hmm. We don't want to wait till there's a problem. We want to start that puppy or that, you know, kitten out on good food so we're not dealing with disease. Mm-hmm. And I think if people, instead of, it's sort of like we put, people put flea medication on their, on their animals, but they don't have fleas, but yeah. it's just in case they get them. So why don't we just look at what we eat ourselves and what our animals eat every day and not give them things that they don't need for problems that we don't even know are going to arise. Mm -hmm. It's really truly about wellness. And for us, yeah, we can sleep at night because nobody makes food like we make food. And I think to that point, too, what you were paraphrasing about what Dr. Kelleher said is that that's also the case when when there are symptoms and that I think we're in a culture that really wants, and I see this in training and behavior too. I mean, a lot of times there's really drastic results within weeks, just similarly with your food. People notice a difference within a couple of weeks or a month. Um, and then, and then the progress continues and they continue to see the difference. And there's a lot of cases where the dogs need time. They need their bodies need time or the training, it takes consistency over time for some of these behaviors that need, that um, for, in order for them to work out of them. And I think that's the case with a lot of health problems, too. I mean, if you, do, if you have a dog that's just all inflamed and itchy and, and, you know, kind of all bogged down by medication and all this stuff, that the answer, if you're coming from a holistic perspective, isn't necessarily going to be, well, this you'll notice a diff- this will be gone in two days. You know, it might take the person three to six months of consistent working with a holistic vet, keeping the animal on a food that actually supports their body. And us kind of getting a little bit more patient with and understanding that some things are a process and that they, they just take time. Yeah, they're, they do take time. It's, sometimes it's an uphill climb. Yeah. I mean... It's years and years of us trying to reverse the amount of traditional drugs that are put into our animals that are completely unnecessary. So um, we offer, we've got 61 products, and we can do low-glycemic diets, uh, you know, a, a complete cruciferous vegetable diet. We have digestive enzyme vegetables which have grapefruit and papaya in them we can customize within the proteins we can do cleanses we can make suggestions when if somebody asks us or we ask them how is let's just say how is your dog doing oh well you know such and such is going on all right let's look at what's going on is are, is the food too hot is the food too cool we can help that process mm-hmm. and if people are patient I mean, sometimes we can turn a dog around, you know, almost immediately. And for others, because of their past history, it it takes a little little time. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a few minutes with more chat about pet food and the industry. We're talking with Randy Astrom, who's one of the owners of the Natural Pet Pantry. You can find them online at naturalpetpantry.com. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. 
injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Medusia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. Hi, I'm Pat Pauly. Tune into my show, Get Active, each Tuesday at 12 noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite a guest to talk about one of the wonderful activities in the Puget Sound region, ones that you may want to participate in. We'll focus on how adult beginners can comfortably get into all of these activities. You'll learn a lot about how you can get active. Be sure to listen. That's Get Active with me, Pat at Polly at 12 noon each Tuesday on Alternative Talk 1150. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's Dog Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist www.sensitivedog.com Notice anything different? You should. There's no other station like Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Eric, my booth engineer and program coordinator, doing a fine job as usual with the music selection. We're talking about raw food. We got to talk about raw power, right? Raw power. (laughs) (laughs) Any chance for me to squeeze in Iggy Pop, I'm happy to do so. (laughs) Nice. Well, we appreciate you, Eric. Um, So, back with Randy Astrum. Randy and her husband Rolf are the owners of the Natural Pet Pantry, locally made raw and cooked food diets for your dog and cat. This is the dog show, but all of pretty much. Everything that I talk about with about dog food, it pretty much all is true for cat food as well. I mean, as far as the industry goes and how the industry works, it's it's the same. Um, you know, there's certainly different uh, nutritional needs that cats do have compared to dogs and all that stuff. But for as far as what we're talking about with these companies and the way that the pet food industry ticks, it's all the same. So, um. Now, Natural Pet Pantry, you said you have 61? Yeah, 61 products. Wow. So you have um, your raw food diets. They're, they're your two main categories of, of diet for dogs and cats. You have your raw and then you have your cooked stew. Yes? Yes. Um, it's a little bit complicated. So we have the raw stew, um, and that is 
the protein with the vegetables. And then we have the cooked stew, which is the cooked protein with the vegetables. Oftentimes our raw stew, depending on the type of protein, has bone in it. Mm -hmm. Our cooked stew has calcium citrate, Mm -hmm. which is from Germany. They no longer make that in the U.S. The rest of it comes from China. So there's a little bit of a difference. So you, you can never cook the raw stew to make it a cooked stew. And I do have people ask me that, and I tell them, no, don't cook the raw because it has bone in it. Right, unless it's a red meat, you can do that. But what we decided to do, uh, because our red meat, we, we can't grind the large bones. Let mm-hmm. me, uh, we, it's the poultry bones. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do is we offer, we have nine proteins, and we'll be getting a 10th protein in, which is emu. Oh, it's a novel protein. It is a novel protein. (laughs) And um, again, that was a Dr. Kelleher suggestion. But what we try to do is explain to people that we are a foundation. There is no such thing as a complete and balanced diet. So in addition to those products, we well, one, we try to get people to switch proteins. Mm -hmm. And and there are they can't eat every protein, but we do try to get them to do rotation. But we also have what we call ground protein, which is just pure protein ground. It's not a grind. It doesn't contain other things in it. It's just the meat. Mm. Then they can take that meat and they can mix it with the three. We do a regular veggie mix. We do the cruciferous vegetable mix. And then we do the digestive enzyme mix. Mm. Um, Duck necks. Can't keep them in stock in stores. They're nature's toothbrush. Mm. I demonstrate all the time just taking a duck neck, holding it three quarters frozen, um, starting with the molars, going around the mouth. And we've got people that are feeding duck necks three times a week. It can be a treat. It can be a replacement meal. Very affordable. Mm -hmm. And so lots of bones, um, different stews, different proteins. I'm trying to think of all the things right now that we that we carry. Um, But we're, we're trying to come up with products that you can interchange. So if we want to go through, like we just discovered oatmeal is not the shampoo that should be put on a dog because it's grain-based. So I have a friend and her dog is itching after it was groomed. What we're doing now is, of course, they switched the shampoo, but we're putting the dog on just pure protein for two weeks to cleanse the body, then go back to the raw stews. Mm-hmm. So we can customize diets within the products that we carry. And you said something really um, important when we were talking before the show about, you know, we are not designed to eat the same thing every day. You know, we don't eat chicken breast, you know, morning and night, year after year after year. Our, we get variety in our diets And the idea that you're not supposed to switch your pet's food and that they can't tolerate that. I mean, some animals are extremely sensitive and do have special needs as far as specific foods that they can and can't eat. But generally speaking, variety is really, really important. And dogs, when you're not feeding them a really highly processed food, they can handle transition no problem. Like my dogs, I I can feed them whatever protein one, you know, one week and then we're done and then we thaw out the beef and we were on chicken and go to it the next day and there's no nothing. 
There's no transition anything. And it's true. I mean, if I have chicken breast one night and then the next night I have a hamburger, my body's not like, ah, you know, I don't know what to do with this. It's like stupid the way. But that's sort of part of the information that's been circulated for decades and what people really believe to be true about their pets. And a lot of people, because the pets are on processed food, they do get an upset stomach when you switch their food to another processed food. But it doesn't happen with better food. Yeah. And and there's a couple things to think about that people don't always realize. If they have an, a dog with itchy skin or some situation, go you know, digestive upset, just Google or Bing, whatever your preference is. Um, just go ahead and check out um, Chinese uh, cooling and warming foods for dogs. Mm. And you're going to find that a cooling food would be rabbit and duck. And a really hot, the hot foods are chicken and lamb. So if your dog wears a sweater, chances are it's a cool dog. Mm -hmm. If your dog doesn't wear a sweater, chances are your dog is a hot dog. And so that might guide you a little bit with proteins. I remember you said when uh, I was asking you about one of my clients who has a pug that she would want a cooling food because pugs tend to be hot. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, pugs in particular, we we need to keep them really, really lean. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of interesting that the cooling foods are the super, super lean foods Mm. because they have, you know, the the squished, I don't want to say smashed in faces, but they have what a... Brachycephalic. Thank you. Thank you. And so they, their weight needs to be really low, um, Mm -hmm. a little bit lighter than what you would think for breathing difficulties. Mm. That's really important. The other thing is people will say, oh, well, I just, I cook my own stew Um, or my dog eats carrots or my dog eats broccoli. They can't break the cellular wall. Mm -hmm. When you are feeding vegetables, it has to be in a pre-digested state. Mm-hmm. They and and then the last thing that I'll say about it is in the wild, we didn't animals didn't go and kill a deer and then there was a bowl of water sitting next to it. So they're actually getting mm-hmm. their food and their water again at that cellular level. Mm-hmm. They're getting that water with their food, like eating an apple. Mm-hmm. It can actu- actually quench your thirst. Mm-hmm. So. If you want to give your dog a carrot, broccoli, whatever, just know it's basically a toy or a treat. But there's no nutrition unless it's in a pre-digested state. And that's really important. It's, uh, it's the cellulose that's in the cell wall of plant cells that's not in the cell wall of animal cells. So like you said, if that cell wall isn't broken by either being lightly cooked or super, super, super finely ground, If it's not broken for the animal, the body, we cannot digest cellulose. Cows can digest cellulose because they have a completely different digestive tract. But it's kind of like, you know, I think I've said on the show before, it's like if you swallow a corn kernel whole, it's coming out a corn kernel because you, you know, the body can't access the, the nutrition. And that's really important. So they're only the animals only getting the nutrients from the the cells on the edges of where they crunched and then everything else just passes through. And you can see that. I mean, people can see that on the other end when they're picking up the poop. That's why we are always trying for designer poop. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's one thing that people say too. And I think this is especially important for cat people is the 
the waste. I mean, if you think of the quality of the waste of it's kind of an oxymoron, sort of, but um, of a dog eating a natural pet pantry versus any dry food and especially a nasty dry food with a ton of filler in it is it's does it the odor is not offensive and it's minimal. I know with some people who have switched their cats over to raw food, um, they can't smell the litter box anymore. You know why? Well, not specific. Is there a specific chemical? Well, no. In the pet food industry, what they did is they made food really, really stinky so that our dogs and our cats started eating with their nose. Mm. And that's why sometimes transitioning a cat or a dog to raw, there's no odor. Yeah. And... um, So sometimes you have to put a little bit of that food that has a smell on it to draw them to the bowl. Mm -hmm. But once they eat it, they're in love. But the pet food industry basically has changed the way that our animals smell. They only, that's why they make it as stinky. You know, think about cat food. If you've ever opened a can of cat food, it's pretty nasty. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more conversation with Randy Astrom, one of the owners of Natural Pet Pantry, one of our proud partners. You can find them online at naturalpetpantry.com. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. When your dog or cat is sick, you go to the vet. But sometimes they need more advanced care with a veterinary specialist. Hi, I'm Dr. Beth Davidow with Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services. Veterinary specialists receive more than 10,000 hours of extra training in dedicated fields like radiology, surgery, cardiology, oncology, and more. If your pet is facing a complicated health issue, it may be best to see a specialist. Talk to your veterinarian about the appropriate time for referral. To learn more about access and our specialists, visit criticalcarevets.com. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Doherty. Have you ever thought about what's actually in the foods you eat? I'm a mom, and the more I read about the contamination of the food supply, the madder I get. So I started the Food Nation Radio Network and foodnationradio.com. We talk about the politics of food, food news, genetically modified foods, and of course, recipes. So join me for the Food Nation Radio Network. Every Saturday at 10 p.m. and Sunday at 7 a.m. here on Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, I'm Martha Childress with the Natural Choice Network. Join us every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite leaders from our sustainable community to share their unique visions and valuable insights. You'll learn great tools to make your life greener, healthier, and more sustainable for generations to come. Thank you for making the natural choice. That's the Natural Choice Network every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Please join us. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense.
You're listening to the refreshingly different Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and we're back with Randy Astrom, owner of The Natural Pet Pantry, raw and cooked food diets for dogs and cats, naturalpetpantry.com, and you can also find them on Facebook. Uh, So we've been talking a bit about just pet food in general, in addition to Natural Pet Pantry in particular, and all of the different foods that you offer. And the thing is, is that if you... I think people get I think people are really intimidated because they're so it's hard to know what's what. I mean, you know, that you've got your most vets recommending prescription diets or science diet and all those guys which are just crappy foods. And and I mean, look at the ingredients. It's not my opinion, it's just fact if you compare the quality of ingredients. Um and and that you know, and this pet food industry is is huge, and they have a lot of money. And you know, it bums me out to see these pet food companies getting in on some really cool things that are going on, and then they sponsor them. And it's like, you know what? That like it it just really disappoints me. That happened recently. Um, I interviewed uh, the founder of Dognition which is uh, these um, puzzles and, and um, like cog- cognitive games that you can play with your, with your dog at home. And it's really, really accessible. And they're, they're doing awesome, awesome. The guy's name is Brian Hare. He's the H-A-R-E, and he's the author of The Genius of Dogs. It's amazing. Totally amazing. Great interview. Go look it up in the archives, dogradioshow.com. Um, and I went on there, and guess who's sponsoring it? Or who's one of the partners? Purina. It's like, great. You know, talk, and it, the thing that especially to me really bums me out is that that food does not promote clear thinking and health and well-being. And they're getting in on these really, really awesome organizations or movements, and it's, it's just it's disappointing. Yeah, you know, if you, uh, not that I would ever board a dog at one of those, let's just say it starts with the letter P and it's a big box store, um, and they have a daycare in there, they won't feed raw. Yeah. They won't feed raw. Um, and uh, it, it's really frustrating because it's so simple. Yeah. It's so simple, but the ones with the money behind them that sell their inexpensive food, um, you just wonder how inexpensive is it with the, the I, I guess, the dog shows, you know, the Yukonubas of the world. I mean, what what do these products start out as? Yeah, I know. And it's, it's, it's crazy, and it's too bad that everything is so really run by money on both ends. I mean, it's on the consumer end, too, with people wanting food or needing food that's inexpensive for their pet and then buying foods that ultimately give the pet health problems and then they're spending the money at the vet. Um, but it's just, it's disappointing to see that. And it's great because you can really see with with a lot of these big, big name brands starting to get into the premium, quote unquote, 
or natural, quote unquote, category because they're seeing because there is more of a demand for that. People are getting smarter about it more so than they were 20 years ago, for sure. Well, I ask people if they've got that vet that is wanting to sell them chemical based food or denatured food or non-food, whatever you want to call it, just like us, how about a second opinion? Mm-hmm. And listen to that little thing inside of you and find a vet that's open-minded, Yeah, that lets you think for yourself. Yeah. I mean, this is Seattle after all. Yeah. I mean, aren't we smarter than the rest of the world? Yeah, I know. Well, um, it's just wonderful to... Um, you know, have you back on the show and just to work with you, you know, week after week on various different things, being um, partners in the local industry and um, certainly appreciate your support of the dog show for, you know, since the beginning, Natural Pet Pantry has been with us, which is really special to me. Um, And I also wanted to talk and just just mention our other partners um, who I'm also really thrilled to have on Access Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services. Um, They're wonderful. I interviewed um, Dr. Beth Davidow recently, um, and you can find that in the archives. And then um, New Chapter Weddings, Jenny Harding is a wedding and event planner. So she does weddings and events. So it's not just specific to weddings. And Darcy and I had a wedding every month for the last four months to attend. And um, it was just wonderful to go to all sorts of weddings. Some of them were same-sex couples and some of them were um, not. But um, it was really fun to attend them. One of the things, though, that we did notice was when the wedding, we were sort of watching the wedding planners when they... We could tell the difference between the wedding planners that were really just on top of everything and had all the details, everything. And you could really see the difference in the experience of the people who were getting married versus the ones where the wedding planners just weren't as whatever, whatever it was that was missing, um, the level of their involvement or just their expertise or whatever. And you could see that that what they weren't taking on the couple was having to deal with on their wedding day. And we were just like, whoa, Jenny did such an amazing job at our wedding because we were like guests at our wedding. There's so much to be present to at an event like that. And, um, you know, you don't want to have to worry about the details. So she was awesome. Um, Highly recommend her if you know someone who's, engaged thinking about getting married or if you, or someone who's looking for a corporate event to be produced new chapter weddings and events Jenny Harding she's excellent and uh, I'll be looking forward to interviewing her on the show and talking about how she's seen dogs in weddings which because we did see quite a bit of that too Randy thanks for your time today thank you it's always a pleasure and I'll see you this weekend at Dr. Kelleher's seminar and uh, you can find all of our shows archived on our website dogradioshow.com Find us on Facebook as well, and be sure to find the Natural Pet Pantry on Facebook, too. And their website, again, is naturalpetpantry.com. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We'll be back next Wednesday, live, 2 to 3 p.m., as always.